Good evening, Rabbi Isai. Getting back to Cheshbon number 21. And as we learned last night, starting Cheshbon 21, the person has to make a Cheshbon what is within his capabilities that he can do, that he can accomplish. Now he's going to give an example in a moment of even things, disciplines in this world. Disciplines which are non-Torah disciplines. However, he was talking about learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, doing Avedas Hashem, that we have to see to it what is within our capabilities of doing. Once we've already figured that out, we've determined, we've ascertained what is within our capability of learning Torah, of doing mitzvahs, doing chesed, everything that we're here in this world to accomplish, and we feel that we have gone to our maximum potential of what we can do, once we've come to that conclusion, then he says, you should take it to the next step, the next rung on the ladder, which is, push yourself to do even more than you are capable of doing. That sounds a little bizarre, how could you do that? You know, they once said about a certain historian, they said, he wrote more books than he ever read. Oh, that's a pretty big accomplishment. How could you do that? You don't even know so much. But that's what it seems like Chavis Avavis is telling us over here. We could push ourselves beyond our capability. How could you do that? And the truth is, this is not a, this is not in jest, but Rav Shleim Volba Zatzal, Hagayin Atzadik Rav Volba, the famous Mashkiach, and Eretz Yisrael, the Talmud of Rabbi Yeruchim Levavitz, once said about his Sefer, said about his Sefer Alei Shur, which is an unbelievable deep Sefer getting into the Keiches HaNefesh, getting into the inner workings of a person's mind and heart and the Avoid, and he lays it out so beautifully, an unbelievable Sefer. And when he completed the Sefer, he said, the Sefer is greater than the author that wrote it. Which is astounding. How could, how could that be? If someone writes a book, obviously he wrote the Sefer, it has to, he has to be as great, if not greater, than the book. And he, he, what he meant to say is that he, he was able, he was given a certain siyata de Shemayim, a certain ability, a certain assistance from Shemayim to be able to write this book, which he felt is really beyond him, is greater than him. And that's a little bit of what Chavis Avavis is saying over here. That a person, once he's already felt that he has done what is within his capabilities of doing, he can now try to go even further than that. How does he do that? So, First, he has to accustom himself and become second nature to do what he's supposed to do. Then, if he wants more, he should long for it. He should have a desire for it. He should always be thinking about it. And he should ask Hashem for his assistance to help him go beyond that and give him the strength, give him the fortitude to be able to do it. But it has to be a true request. It has to be not for, for, uh, for to be uh, boastful, to be able to show off, but to do it sincere because the person wants to be even greater and more closely connected to Hashem. So we continue along here in the second paragraph, and he says, In other words, when a person has feels that he's being, he's in a he's in a uh, certain, uh, he's in route to doing what he has to on a regular basis. He's become part of his daily routine. 
of his learning, the amount that he can, the effort to put in, then he davens to go even further than that. Chavazavavah says if it's a sincere tefillah and the person has sort of maxed out, he says, I, I've, I've done all I can. I've done the utmost of what I feel I can. I, I can't go further than that. I, my, just my mind is not, does not have the capacity to understand further concepts. Uh, give us even an example. We gave one example last time. We'll give a different example. The person feels he's really, he's learned. He's learned Tanakh, he's learned Halacha, he's learned Gemara, but he feels, you know, he wants to go beyond that. He wants to learn some of the Torah's Hanister. It's not for any of us, we're just giving a simple example. He wants to start learning the deeper secrets of the Torah. He wants to start learning Kabbalistic ideas in the Torah. But not just hearing a, a little idea, a concept here and there, but he wants to start, he wants to start mastering it. We have people even today that are at that level. But it takes... The, the the honesty of saying I've gone up until I where I'm able to go. Beyond that I can't. I, I need new allowance to allow me to cross the next border. If a person feels he's at that point and he's done what he can, he can ask Hashem to allow him to go further. And what happens then? Says the Chavis Hashem will open up the gates of knowledge. The gates of wisdom will be opened up for this person. I just tell you, Amaisa, Amaisa, my Chavrusta tells me today, his great grandfather grew up in Yerushalayim probably about uh, 80 years ago. 80, 90 years ago. Grew up in Yerushalayim. He was a 13-year-old boy. And they had a dozen or so children at home in like a two-bedroom apartment. So there wasn't enough room, not enough beds for everybody. So some slept on a windowsill. And those who didn't make it didn't get first into the bed. So you just didn't have a bed. All right, so a couple of the boys, they would go out to the local shul and they would learn. Learn till they got tired enough, a few hours into the wee hours in the morning. Then they'd come out, switch at somebody else, or move one of their sleeping siblings to the floor, and then they would get onto the bed. That's the way it worked. Okay. So, there was a, there were four people in the shul. There was this fellow and his brother, and then there was a Yisrael, Yaakov Fisher, known as Dayan Fisher, wrote his Svarim Eben Yisrael. It was a great Dayan in Yerushalayim. And his chavrusa, and they had a little bit of like a, a contest: who would, who could push further and learn a little bit further into the night. But then my chavrusa's grand, great grandfather noticed that as he was learning, however much he learned, he noticed that Rabbi Shol Yaakov Fisher learned like much quicker. He was able to amass much quicker, and he wasn't that much older than him. He was only a few years older than him, so. One time he goes and he says, I don't understand. You know, you're not that much smarter than I am. And we're both here, we're both learning diligently. How do you go through that so quickly? How do you do? You just understand it so right away. So, Rabbi Yisrael looked him in the face and he says, Do you have tears when you say, That's why he was Eichidut. That's what the... Chavis of saying, of course, they both pushed themselves. 
They pushed themselves to the utmost. They were learning into the night. They were learning extra. But could how much could they understand? Well, the first person, what his capacity was, what his natural ability was in terms of his brain power. But here, Dain Fisher wanted more than that. So he would cry by saying, You bestow wisdom. Hashem, grant me more. And Hashem opened up and became a tremendous Pesach of the last generation. So that's the first thing that happens in Yiftag Loi Shari Yediyosai. Bechazek Sikhloi, his Seichel, his intellect, the intellectual prowess becomes stronger. Ve'evorov, and his limbs become stronger, Lamei B'mitzvaisov, to be able to withstand and persevere in doing Hashem's mitzvahs, Hashem L'malami Yecholtoi, even in a greater way, in a higher level than his Yechelis. Before we even go further in the next words, which are crucial, let's just explain this with a beautiful uh, analogy, a beautiful uh, case in point that the Mashkiach Zogazunzayn explained. Let's say I have a person who really, whether he would like to learn more hours, what we'd like to do uh, work for the for the tzibur, for the community for more hours, but he just feels he has a weak disposition and he feels he needs 10 hours of sleep each night. That's it. Without that, he's really not functional. He gets very tired. He needs 10 hours of sleep. But 10 hours of sleep a night, <laughs> that's a hefty amount of the day. And he feels, well, I just, you know, there's just not enough time in the day, and I really would like to accomplish more. And wh- whatever I do, I have my waking hours, I'm putting in 100%. But I'd like to do more than that. So if he's sincere about it, he would say, Hashem, I need more strength. I need it that I can be more alert, and I don't even need as much sleep. Miraculously, that will happen. All of a sudden, he'll sleep for eight hours a night, and he'll have the same strength and the same energy as when he used to sleep for 10 hours. That's just a simple example of a his mind will be as sharp, his, his physically he'll feel as, as healthy and energetic, even more so than he used to feel. He'll have more strength. Even more than was physically capable of beforehand. However, Madrega, Acha Madrega. This is crucial in everything in Avedas Hashem. And we've spoken about this before in the past. Madrega, Acha Madrega. It has to be one level at a time. One rung at a time. He's not going to say, you know, Hashem, I need 10 hours of sleep. There's so much more that I'd like to accomplish. Hashem, let it be that I only have to sleep two hours a night like the Vilna guy. He only did it in half hour intervals. That's asking for too much. You try to climb the ladder too hard, like the Vilnagain himself writes in Mishlite. What happens is you try to go too fast, you slip, you'd only go down one drag, madrega, one rung. You slip, you go down to the bottom. So he has to go madrega, madrega, one step at a time. But that's what it is. He goes, instead of sleeping 10 hours a night, let me sleep only eight and a half hours a night. Then when a person gets to that, he says, I see I'm able to help out more people. I'm able to accomplish more. I'm able to learn more. Let me only sleep for seven and a half hours a night, and so on and so forth. That's what a person is able to do. And the same thing in every area. A person feels, I'd love to give more tzedakah, but I have a limited capacity, limited amount of resources. 
but I but I, I do what I can, I do what's within my obligations, and I'd really like to, because to, I see it really helps people, and I want to have that schus. Hashem grant me the schus. Hashem will give, grant them the schus to do that as well. That is, when he asks, believe umatz with a mind and a heart that is truthful, that is sincere. And here he brings a positive, like it says in a positive, Ani Hashem Aleikecha. I am Hashem, your God, who teaches you, and who's able to guide you to go in the right way. Now this is not talking per se even about Avodah Hashem. It's not talking about even about uh, learning Torah. But this is the way of, it, of life in general. Hashem imbues us with any type of wisdom. As the example he's going to give now, that really we have to come on to the Abish to for everything and anything that we have. But the uh, if we use that as a as an example that we see the 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 way it works even with other disciplines. We start with what we can understand within accordance with our mind and our maturity, what we can understand. And after that we can start ramping it up. After that we can to build it up a little bit more until we're coming up with our own discoveries, our own innovations, our own chedushim. That's the way it works, even by other disciplines, which really just, for those that are honest, understand that any other discipline as well is all part of the Hashem's master plan, and Hashem imbues us and gives us the strength and the knowledge to do so. So let's start his example. When we could compare to this, an analogy could be two areas. One is physical labor, whether it's carpentry or buildings or craftsmanship, or more of intellectual like mathematics and science. When someone learns a trade, in the beginning when he's first learning, he only does part of it. He doesn't do the whole work. He's learning. He's an apprentice. He's learning how to do this area, that area. He does little parts of it till he starts seeing the whole picture of how to do it. And at this point, less than really, he will be capable in the future. Then, when his understanding gets a little bit stronger, a little bit sharper... At that point, at that point, then Hashem will already allow him to understand the whole principle, the underlying understanding of all of it. And from that, he'll even become to, to produce things on his own. That even others won't be able to do, but he'll have the ability. Why? How can he have the ability? And sometimes it is like that. Sometimes the student surpasses the teacher, the professor. Why? Because the professor decided, I'm stopping at what I know. This is what I know, and this is what I can impart to my students. But you have a student who says, oh, I understand this. I take it one level to the next, until he says, you know, I really want to go further than that. And if he has the intellectual capacity, Hashem can say, okay, you can go further than that. He has his own discoveries. And it his own innovations, and that's the way it works. So, we'll give another example about this in, uh, in, in mathematics. And from there we see that really all wisdom comes from Hashem. So really a little bit, it, 
it downplays the miracle, it downplays this great Chiddush that we thought, wow, a person is able to, to uh, get to levels higher than he was able to even do naturally? The answer is yes. Who gave him the natural abilities? It was HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If so, Hashem can go further than that. Hashem is unlimited in terms of what He can give us. And that's the understanding over here. So we'll hold it here, Mitzvah Shem, discuss the further analogy as we go further into this. Agut Tanach.